They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 8 of Soul Food titled Nobility. And we're continuing to look at the qualities of the servants of the Most Merciful. And this is the final part of a three-part episode series looking at these qualities of Ibadur Rahman. So in this episode, we're going to look at being people of truth and being receptive to revelation, having hearts that are receptive to what Allah sent. And then finally, establishing righteous families. So... When we're able to take on all of these qualities, inshallah, we will be of those who are called Ibadur Rahman, the servants of the Most Merciful, and will be given this honorific title by the Lord of Mercy subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then Allah says in the following verses, and they are those, i.e. the servants of the Most Merciful, and they are those who do not give false testimony. And when they come across some frivolity, they pass by it with dignity. So this shows us that we have to be very careful about what we bear witness to. And that we never say anything false. And we never testify to something that is untrue. Even if someone close to us or someone tries to pressure us to say something that's not true, and to bear witness to something that's not true, we never give in to that. And we never say anything that would be untrue in that regard and to bear witness to that. And in today's world, there are so many lies that are widespread. And we have to be careful about what we share with others and what we pass along that we might think is true, but is not verified. And it might actually be false. And it might actually be a lie. So we have to be very careful about our words and what we try to confirm as true. The Prophet ﷺ said a beautiful hadith which really shows that truth is a path that leads to the highest degrees of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that lying is another path that leads to the degrees of hellfire. May Allah protect us all from that. He says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, إِنَّ الصِّدْقَ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْبِرِّ وَإِنَّ الْبِرَّ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ He says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, truthfulness certainly leads to righteousness and righteousness leads to paradise. وَإِنَّ الرَّجُلَ لَيَصْدُقُ حَتَّى يَكُونَ صِدِّيقًا And a man continues to remain truthful until he becomes completely true. A صِدِّيق and a Siddiq is someone who has attained the highest degrees of righteousness. That this rank of Siddiqiyah is a rank right below that of the prophets and messengers, which is unique and only given to them. But then the highest rank of righteousness that can be attained by anyone else is the rank of a Siddiq. So this path begins with truthfulness. 
and it leads to righteousness, and a person continues to remain truthful until he becomes completely true, a siddiq. The hadith goes on and the Prophet says, وَإِنَّ الْكَذِبَ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْفُجُورِ وَإِنَّ الْفُجُورَ يَهْدِي إِلَى النَّارِ And lying certainly leads to corruption and corruption leads to the fire. وَإِنَّ الرَّجُلَ لَيَكْذِبُ حَتَّى يُكْتَبَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ كَذَّابًا And a man continues to lie until he is recorded with Allah as a liar. May Allah protect us from that. And this hadith is narrated by Bukhari and Muslim. So once again, don't ever give false testimony. It's so dangerous. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala testifies that those servants who are near to him, they never give false testimony. And when they come across frivolity, and scholars of tafsir say that this lagu, frivolity, is actually bad language. So when they come across people using bad language, they pass by with dignity. And one of the things that scholars recommend is not to listen to bad language. And if you happen to overhear it, don't let it stick to your heart. Right? So even a person whose heart is attached to Allah, even if they hear someone you know, at the bus station or at the store, unfortunately in public, people have really lost the sense of foul language and how ugly it is. So if you happen to hear it, don't let it stick to your heart. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and focus on something else. Try to just let it pass you by and don't let it settle in your heart. The next quality Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the verse is being receptive to revelation. And knowing that your heart is a repository, it's a vessel. And that vessel, it will accept things that are put into it. And revelation is like a signal that's coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam directed towards your heart. You know, if you're trying to pick up a signal and the receiver is off or the receiver is looking for a different frequency, they won't connect and your heart won't benefit. So if your heart is not looking for that revelation or it's not even on altogether, it won't benefit from that signal, from that revelation that comes from Allah and His Messenger. So Allah describes Ibad al-Rahman are those who, when they are reminded of their Lord's revelation, they do not turn a deaf ear or a blind eye to them. So whenever the Quran is recited, you have to pay attention. It's as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking directly to you. And if there was someone important talking to you or you were called by someone important and you weren't paying attention to them, you would lose their respect and love. Especially if it's someone dignified and honored who's worthy of being listened to and you're just ignoring them and you're not paying attention, you would lose their respect and you would lose their love. And when the Qur'an is being recited, we have to bring our hearts to be present. And we say, I need this. This is directed towards me. Allah is speaking to me. And Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, he once heard the Qur'an being recited and he was so overwhelmed by it that he passed out. It struck him to his very core. 
his heart was completely receptive. And also when you hear a hadith, the scholars say, you should pay attention and experience that hadith as if you are hearing it directly from the Prophet And Imam al-Haddad says, he says, when you hear verses of the Qur'an, you have to listen with your heart and your ears. So you have to open up your heart and be fully present. And then the final point is that the servants of the Most Merciful, they establish families that are righteous and they seek to have a righteous environment and be in good company. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who say, our Lord bless us with spouses and offspring who will be the joy of our hearts and make us models for the righteous. That once again, when a person is establishing all of these qualities that are connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then a person would naturally care about his or her family. And also that a righteous spouse is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is the best support on the spiritual path, but it's also important to know that it's rare. And that it is a great gift, but it is a gift that not everyone receives because it is very rare. And not to be disappointed if a person doesn't get exactly what they're looking for in this regard. The point here is that the believer doesn't just see their relationship with Allah as something that's compartmentalized from the rest of their life. But rather, it should and it does inform everything in your life. And when you're connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're living up to these values and qualities, you want the same for the people in your life. You want it for your parents, you want it for your siblings, you want it for your neighbors, you want it for your children if you have children. So you want it for everyone in your life. And then you ask Allah, make them the joy of our hearts. What does that mean? It means that you ask Allah to give them tawfiq, to give them His enabling grace to perform acts of obedience, to be righteous. When our spouses and our offspring are the joy of our hearts, it means that they are righteous and that they are honored in the sight of Allah and they are those who have dedicated themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that they take on virtuous and noble qualities of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi so that a person is united with his or her loved ones in paradise. When we all go to the hereafter and we all will go there, that our loved ones are with us. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this life for that. And then finally, the end of the dua is, and make us models for the righteous. And make us models and leaders of the righteous. And this shows us that we have to have high aspirations with Allah. Someone might say, how can I dare to ask or assume that I could ever be a model for righteous people or a leader or one of the imams of the righteous? This shows us that you don't assume that you have that, but that you ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you that. And it shows us that when we ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are asking from the most generous. 
and that when we ask from Allah, we ask for the greatest things. The Prophet ﷺ taught us, he said, when you ask from Allah, ask him for al-firdaws al-a'la, ask him for the highest degree in paradise. And you might say, but I don't deserve that. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most generous. So when you ask from him, you should have high aspirations and hope for the greatest degrees with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That brings us to the call to action, especially in these nights of Ramadan or any other night of the year. As you witness Allah's generosity and your witnessing of that generosity expands because no matter how generous your understanding of Allah's generosity is, no matter how great your understanding of Allah's generosity is, His generosity is greater than that. So in these nights of Ramadan and beyond, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you to be in the company of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam in the highest paradise. That as you're asking for the greatest things and you have the highest aspirations, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be in the company of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam in the highest level of paradise. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can grant you that. وَمَا ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ بِعَزِيزِ That is not difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us that and more. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to have these qualities of ibadur rahman And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us nobility inwardly and outwardly and grant us the highest levels of nearness to him and the highest degrees of righteousness fi khayrin wa lutfin wa in goodness and gentleness and in well-being wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen thank you for listening to soul food to subscribe to the show visit soulfood.fm or you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.